This is Untapped Power, insights and wisdom for collective transformation in the yoga community. I am your host, Amanda Stroni, a registered yoga teacher and financial coach working with you to redefine success and gain confidence in your business and in your life. This podcast serves as a sacred space with a new way forward to speak the truth about the yoga industry and to build a business and life that is defined on your terms. Join me for intentional conversations as we navigate the industry and explore the changing path ahead. We will dive into personal challenges, industry improvements, and financial stability, providing you with the tools to expand, grow, and create. I believe one of the greatest gifts we can give to the world is tapping into all of our personal power so we can collectively raise the vibration together. Are you ready to join the conversation? Now let's dive in. Hey everyone, happy Friday. I am so glad to be back with you again this week. And this week I'm talking all about mentorship and why as a yoga teacher, mentorship might be so beneficial. I really believe mentorship is something that is beneficial for all people. Um, And there are so many reasons I think it is important from your personal growth to your continued accountability. And so the major question becomes, I believe, how do I choose the right mentor for me? So I'm going to spend some time in this episode just breaking down the benefits of mentorship and then exploring the process for finding the right mentor because there are so many people out there that are gifted individuals offering their skills, but you want to find the right match for you. So I think it's first helpful to start by asking yourself why you would like a mentor. What is it that you desire? What is it that you're looking for and your intention behind the mentorship? There are so many reasons why people choose to explore mentorship, and some of them include guidance or feedback with your teaching or where you want to take your teaching. Um, So think about your intention for it. And also, people tend to explore mentorship for personal accountability or confidence, and I think both of these can be equally as important So whatever the reason may be with starting with your own personal clarity is really the key to all of this. What is your intention for doing it? And what are you looking to get out of it? And I'd encourage you to take a moment to write down what this intention is before you begin this search so that you can go back to it and really solidify that you've selected the right person to work with. So once you're clear on your intention of moving forward with a mentor, how do you find the right person? This is, I think, as I mentioned, one of the most important parts of this process. There are a variety of teachers and mentors out there doing amazing work, but you want to find that connection, that person that you connect with. So first, think about what you value. And I've brought this up in a number of the episodes because it's so important to know what you value and have it clearly defined. And then you can clearly understand the values of your future mentor. Having a mentor that aligns with your values is important. You want to be learning from someone who holds similar integrity to you. This doesn't mean that they have to be exactly like you. Of course, that's not the point. You're not looking for someone that is exactly like you. You're learning from them. But you do want to trust and respect them. In addition to values, think about your personal teaching style and determine if your teaching styles are in alignment. Again, they don't have to be exactly the same but you should have someone that is similar to you, right? If you're looking to refine your teaching, you want to think about working with someone who 
aligns with your style and your vision forward. They're going to be teaching you from their perspective and their individual teaching lens. So it's, if it's not in alignment to how you want to teach and show up in the world, this may present itself as a challenge. I think the most important thing is to make sure that you have a connection with this person, right? Are you drawn to their energy, the way they present information? And don't ever disregard your initial feelings because 99% of the time we're spot on. So the first step in any mentorship relationship is to define clear measurements for success. So I'd recommend sitting down with your mentor to understand the measurements you'll be able to achieve together. Take some time to document these measurements for yourself and get clear on what you want to accomplish and most importantly, how you will know when it is accomplished or has displayed improvement. Oftentimes when we get into mentorship programs, we're just excited to want to work with someone but we don't get clear on what we want to achieve. And as a result, we don't ever really know if or when we're getting there. This is one of the main reasons why, if you've had this experience of doing a mentorship or taking a program and feeling like you've invested this money but haven't got the proper return, oftentimes it's because the measurement wasn't clear. If you know your measurements for success, you'll be able to come back to them throughout the process. And it creates an opportunity for you and your mentor to both maintain accountability. So if you notice that you're getting closer to your measurements for success, you can then have a clear conversation with your mentor to understand what needs to change or what needs to stay the same. This is not to say that your measurements for success could change, grow, shift, as I've mentioned, but you should have some core measurements that you're working towards achieving. Right? This leads into having a timeline or an end date for your mentorship. And I say this because it gives you that clarity and accountability to know when things are going to end. And and it may seem overwhelming in the beginning to pick an end date. And of course, again, it could go beyond the timeline. And I know for me, I've had mentors that I've worked with for years, but in the beginning, having a set amount of time provided clear accountability for the relationship. So think about how much time you'd like to work with your mentor. It may be important for you to set the timeline or you may want to know what they have done in the past with other clients. So I encourage you to ask the question. If someone is unwilling to be flexible with your timeline, right, they want to stick to a program they've developed or it just isn't working, then I maybe they're not the right mentor for you, right? You want someone that is going to meet you in your own requirements where you're at, So consider what's important and then pick a mentor that will work with you on a schedule that feels in alignment to you and your needs so that you're getting value. The one piece that I want to briefly mention is the cost because some people look at cost as being the primary focus for making selections in the mentorship process. And I think you want to be aware, obviously, of your financial accessibility, where you're at financially, But more important is what I've already mentioned, and that's finding the right connection. Are they going to work with you to achieve your measurements for success, and are you going to feel supported? I look at the choosing similar to what I spoke about in the last episode that was released on interviewing. You have a choice, and you are looking at all the pieces. So don't make money the driver or the selection that that leads you forward. 
For example, if you think about it as, oh, I'm going to go with the cheapest option, when you know the other factors aren't aligning, you're going to end up in a situation that really doesn't support you. And we've all been there. We've all done it. So the right mentor will be worth the money they're charging. It's that simple. You'll know. The final piece is the transitional process, which people don't really think about. For most of us, mentorship is temporary. It's not a forever thing. So how do you transition successfully out of a mentorship program? How do you learn to hold hold yourself accountable while taking what you've learned into real action for yourself? I encourage you to ask this question of your mentor as you're in your own selection process. Understand clearly what the relationship will look like after the transition and what suggestions do they have for you to continue to grow and move forward. It may seem like you're jumping ahead, right? You haven't even started the process, so how can I talk about the transition? But I guarantee it will be worth it to prepare yourself. Your growth is continual. All of our growth is continual. It doesn't stop just because you have stopped meeting or mentoring with someone. So it's beneficial to ask questions, to understand, and to have clear accountability practices in place whenever we choose to work with someone. It is a personal investment that you're embarking in, and you want to make sure you're receiving value. So take it seriously. I truly believe that mentorship is one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself as a teacher. When you find the right mentor, it can be really life-changing. And allowing another individual to see us and to hold sacred space for growth and evolution is powerful. So if you're looking for a mentor, I'd love to leave you with just this final exercise. Take a moment to close your eyes, to be still and to describe in your mind and picture your ideal mentor. What would they say? What would they do? How would they show up for you? What would the relationship be like? Really get clear on what you want and know that that person will come into your space in the right way. The most important piece of mentorship is to remember you already have what you need inside of you. A mentor isn't a fix. No one is going to fix you. And there's so much beauty in learning from another, from a place of your own personal awareness. I believe we're always our biggest mentors, but having someone we trust and respect can certainly provide an opportunity for intentional growth through a fresh set of eyes. I thank you always for being here, for listening, and I hope that this was a helpful episode if you're searching for a mentor or looking for someone to work with to enhance your teaching or enhance your business or whatever it is that you're looking for. And if you're looking for more community, then jump into our Tuesday calls at 2 Eastern Standard Time. We've explored this topic and there was a lot of wisdom that came out of this topic and discussion around how people have chosen to select mentors And there's also a couple of episodes in the past where I've interviewed guests and they've talked about mentorship and their experience. So I encourage you to go back and and tune into that to see if anything resonates with you. And either way, I hope that uh, you are staying clear and centered in your practices and your teaching uh, as we transition in the world and things are shifting and changing. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you in our community 
and and enjoy your week. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Untapped Power. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider joining our free community that meets every Tuesday at 2 Eastern Standard Time, where we continue the conversation, share ideas, and raise the collective vibration. As a financial coach, I work with clients individually who are in the yoga industry and are looking to gain clarity and awareness around your personal finances. If this is you, then reach out to schedule your free connection call or sign up for the self-paced workshop, Developing a Spiritual Money Mindset. All information can be found at untappedpower.net. As always, continue to stand confidently in your power, use your voice, and allow your heart to be free. Until next time.